0: Hurt you me to your Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Erin Pem, And what I like to do here on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality. Today, I'm very excited. This is a person, this is our very first conversation. This is an exclusive, cutting edge, (laughs) hot off the presses interview. Um, (laughs) But I'm so excited because they are, they're a Toronto dom, just like, am um so let's let's uh, without further ado everybody let's welcome them into the studio without further ado Canada's kinky companion extraordinaire with a PhD in chokeholds oh my god welcome to the pod Miss Maxine Stryker
1: thank you thank you
0: you're so welcome (laughs) how are you doing on this fine day
1: I am terrific how about yourself
0: doing super well. I'm really excited to talk to you. I love to like, it's funny knowing people from Twitter and then realizing they live in the same city as you. And I'm like, should we be friends? I think so.
1: It, it, it I, I've been creeping
0: on you on Twitter for <laughs> a,
1: a while. So, I mean, I w- I was hoping this was due to happen at some point. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad. Um, right away, I have to pick your brain about, okay, PhD in chokeholds tell me about it what is what is your like fitness background because I know that's kind of at the core of your brand so tell me all about it uh
1: so if uh we're we're talking about just fitness I started bodybuilding I guess that would be about 13 years ago now um hated it um and but I was I was at a point where I built you know a decent physical stature and I wanted to do something else with it and um, I found fighting and found quickly that I kind of had a knack for it and uh, and fell in love. Honestly, I I fell in love with the sport of MMA and um, it's it's been eight years now, which is why I say. PhD, because if I had spent that equivalent amount of time in any academic setting, it would be the equivalent of a PhD by this point in time. I mean, yeah, stupid little joke,
0: but <laughs> I love it. That, I that's l- what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and like, so. Did you then start doming later on and then be like, "Hey, I can bring this all of this experience into my dominant persona or like, how did one kind of go into the other?
1: You're on the right track the, the, with the first kind of guess, actually. I was about I was five years deep into MMA when somebody asked me, kind of nonchalantly, didn't really tell me exactly what it was, said, hey, would you like to make a bit of extra cash doing a, an underground grappling match? I thought, sure, that sounds great. <laughs> but when I got there, and I see all, I see all these ridiculously beautiful women walking around in bikinis and, and, like, flashy outfits, and I'm like, oh, people are definitely jerking off to this, okay, I get it now. <laughs> and, um, it 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 wasn't until that point when I realized that um, this is I, I was so oblivious to the world of fetish like in general mm-hmm. and then I, I came across like this niche of you know there's actually guys out there that like strong women and strong women in particular that you know how to fight and I mean it was kind of, um, uh it was just kind of one of those eye-opening moments that i had at this at that point in time and i did it for a while like i did a few different fetish wrestling things i worked with scissor foxes after that loved them loved them they're so great and um kind of got going from there and then after fetish wrestling i i don't know i kind of i kind of started dipping into other fetishes and I just kind of really started to enjoy the, the dominatrix style of, of doing things and the, just the whole mindset, and um, haven't really looked back since. So I, I, I was doing fighting before I was a Dom and then figured out, like, hey, okay, I've got the skill set for that. Let's give it a go. And
0: um, here we are. That's so awesome. <laughs> I love everybody's like really different paths um, that they take towards pro-domination because it's so cool just how like we have all of these different backgrounds and how you wouldn't think that like we could you know draw on all these skills and bring them into our domination but, but that's like so common in people's stories right like I have a performing like theater background and like I I firmly believe there's like a theater to the pro dom pipeline, but (laughs) I I think I've also heard in fitness as well and like whatever that looks like, like, you know, kind of going into either what you seem to be going into like fantasy wrestling and perhaps, you know, maybe muscle worship or lift and carry and stuff like that. Um, but like also some people go into like the yoga kind of route where it's like wellness domination of like pressure points and like it's just so cool like and we're all so varied you know what i mean it's like just truly amazing
1: it, it is amazing like the spectrum of pro doms like i'm still again like i'm still really only three years deep into this adventure so i just kind of get like kind of dazzled whenever I get to talk to another dominant. So tell me your story. How did you (laughs) start? Like I I kinda just sit there just kinda just kinda starry eyed like listening to every detail because it is absolutely fascinating. Yeah like the different backgrounds that that pro um that pro doms come from.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah I have I a friend it. who like you know was into horses like you know broke horses mm. worked on farms and stuff and like you know I, I think we <laughs> and then like it made total sense because she's like I've always been obsessed with leather you know and like harnesses and like all oh, of that like fits. control and training and I'm like oh my god all of this is just so fucking cool That is the perfect recipe
1: for pet play. Absolutely. can see how that would turn into
0: that. Yes. (laughs) So like, um, is this a genre in your domination that you're like firmly planted in? Or like do you, um, you know facilitate some other kinks as well? Or are you like the super specialized dom?
1: Um, while I do specialize in really anything to do with fitness or or wrestling or or combat sports in general i i absolutely do dabble in most other fetishes i mean i do you know there are some things i'm certain i medical play is not something i'm familiar with yet i'm building up to that Mm -hmm. but um i i do dabble in
0: most other things nice yeah i uh (laughs) I feel like I'm also, like, I'm a generalist. You know, I have a couple different specialties and, like, but I I mostly kind of, I like to do a lot of different things. I think I get bored. That's kind of my MO. Um, But I really am in awe of people who really stick with one thing and do it, like, expertly well, which I feel like that's you with grappling and wrestling and all of that kind of stuff.
1: I mean, in terms of... Um, like combat sports, yes, but in terms of pro domination, I honestly can't say that's become, I don't know, I've, I've kind of, it was at first, like my first year, mm-hmm. that was kind of all I stuck to was fetish wrestling, muscle worship, uh, you know, in and around there, but, um, I don't know, the, the past, like, year has been all about cuckolds and uh and ball busting like were the most common uh requests um but i kind of i kind of like to try a little bit of everything i did really kind of actually really get into the cuckolding scene um because i had a partner at one point who was really really into it and you know of course i Wanted to make my partner happy, so I'm like, okay, want... all right, let's give that a shot, and then I just, you know, found out like I kind of liked it, and um... all right, so I so I wouldn't I wouldn't say the physical stuff is the only thing I do. It's just it, tend, it seems to be what I'm best known for. You know, like I kind of did get a little bit pigeonholed, I think, from the way I presented myself through marketing. So I'm kind of working at that. I just, like, I don't know, I'm sweaty all the time, and I don't want to squeeze into latex, so I mean... uh, Like, I can do it, but it's not my favorite thing, and I admire these beautiful doms who can, like, you know, like, gallivant around in beautiful latex outfits, but, um... (laughs) I, I, I cannot
0: pull off that look, as well as the rest of you beautiful creatures. I I could never, nope. latex is like one of the bottom ones for me that I'm like, you would have to pay me so much for the rigmarole of like getting in. Like a latex catsuit, that's like, that's a nightmare to me of think of getting in and out of that and having to wear that around. I'm like, no ma'am, just no. It
1: is a nightmare. <laughs> that is exactly how it feels.
0: That's exactly how it feels. <laughs> Like, but I mean, god bless everyone that does yeah. you know
1: <laughs> absolutely bless the beautiful people that have the capacity and patience to deal with latex because damn it looks fantastic yeah seriously um,
0: aesthetically it's amazing i love to see other people yeah do it.
1: same just i'm just not wearing that shit before november
0: Fuck that's, no. that's all So, okay, let's get into... um, Let's really dive into, like, all of these different kinks that you do specialize in. Um, And, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit about cuckolding and some other things, too. But, like, I feel like um, maybe let's talk about some of the reasons why, like, the intentions underneath some of these, like, wrestling-based kinks. Like, why would somebody want to do a scene where they're bottoming for, like, fantasy wrestling, for instance?
1: Uh, well, typically the type of clients that, um, I have two very specific types of clients that tend to seek me out for that particular fetish. Mm -hmm. Uh, one, they are usually kind of skinny guys that work in tech or, it's always tech, I don't know why uh tech or finance just i I, that part i'm still working i'm still figuring that particular piece of the puzzle out but there are those types the types that genuinely enjoy being the weaker partner in that scenario or the second type of client that is most common are other athletes that just you know, fit people like other fit people. Amazing. Um, is, is kind of, uh, actually the most popular type of client that I get. Like, it's, and it's kind of, it's, it's interesting because the MMA community, in, like, the jiu-jitsu community in particular, I see people I know, which does not bother me, but it's, it's so funny. Like when somebody I, like, it's kind of somebody I know, but it's some brown belt that's, wow. um, that comes to see me and they're like, yeah, I just, I just like fit girls. I, I don't want to be bottoms. Like, I don't want to be on the bottom at all. I just want to hang out with someone who's who's also fit and who also does my sport. Oh, that's
0: so interesting. Um, I would have never thought that. Yeah. From someone that's like, I'm from the outside looking in on this kink mostly, right? Um that's not something I would think. So yeah, super enlightening for me right now. Wasn't something I honestly would have guessed either. Very cool. What are they kind of, well, let's talk about the the tech and the uh, accountants. Yes, please. <laughs> Who yes, are coming in. <laughs> like what are gen- generally they wanting to get out of a session like this? Or like, what are they wanting to feel like?
1: Uh, well, Nine times out of ten, I find that usually they are someone who is in charge at work. They're a CEO, they're they're a manager, um, they're used to being in charge, Okay. and they either have a curiosity, what it's like for the roles to be reversed, or to just not be in control, Mm -hmm. and because they are so intellectually dominant, that someone who's physically dominant is kind of the only way someone can outdo them. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Generally,
1: generally speaking. Um, so I, I, that's kind of what I've observed so far. That's very cool. they yeah. for something different. Um, they're looking to not be in their regular shoes uh so,
0: so to speak i love that while you were talking i said wow at one point and then your cat like echoed my wow it was like wow yeah <laughs> he's um he's, he's in in on the, on the conversation <laughs> oh
1: yeah he's, he's also begging me to go outside
0: right now so. <laughs> he's not like oh we're on a podcast let me put in my. Oh two no. Cents. no, no, it just wants It's to no, care. like I. Yeah, it's like I hear you talking on the phone.
1: What do you mean you're not talking to me?
0: <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no. no. Oh, what a cutie. What's what's their name, if you don't mind me asking? His name
1: is Baba Yashka,
0: like out of John Wick. He's it's oh. Russian
1: for the
0: bo for the boogeyman, because he looks
1: like a little
0: boogeyman because he's a naked cat. Oh, cute. <laughs> That's right? lovely. Oh my god (laughs) oh gosh so okay I'm very I really like this like thing that kind of blew my mind a little bit of just like other people that are kind of in the same sports and um they're booking you as a dom but you also see them kind of in just the actual fitness world as well and like the that there's crossover there like did you in Mm -hmm. did you anticipate that no
1: I certainly did not like I mean I kind of figured that with me doing this, and of course I'm, I'm face out, like I don't hide my face right. on social media. So I figured at some point somebody I knew would see me and I thought, okay, well, you want to go tell your friends that you were looking for dirty porn and you found me stepping on people's faces? Well, okay, if you, if you want to explain that to all your friends, then have at it, sure, that's fine. But. um I did not ever anticipate that those would be the people seeking me out and being like, uh, Hey, like you, you busy tomorrow or, (laughs) um, yeah, yeah. I, I never would have guessed in a hundred years.
0: That's so uh, cool. Do you ever feel weird about, um, I get this question a lot. Um, and I'm wondering, do you ever feel kind of weird or is it a bit awkward when like people, you know, book you like an acquaintance of yours books, you, or are you open to that?
1: It doesn't weird me out in the least because they don't want the rest of the community to know. So the, the power is kind of more in my hands when they show up in my inbox. <laughs> and it's even more in my hands when they walk through my door and I see their face. Um, and if they were the one, like, like, when, once that happens, I'm more in control because people know My friends all know what I do, Mm -hmm. and 9 out of 10 times, their friends don't know what they're doing, and they don't want to talk about it. Um, so, no, I can't say it makes me worried or nervous in any capacity. It's, well, you're gonna, you're gonna be real nice to me next time I see you in training, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly, that.
1: Or I will sing like a fucking canary. (laughs)
0: like you like you wouldn't dare then it turns Um, into like a fun blackmail scene you know
1: oh yeah oh absolutely it's just just give them like sly like shitty little looks yes like every every like 20 minutes (laughs) just just like making like weird eye contact across the room like call them by some like very quietly like whisper in their ear like whatever pet nickname i've given them during the session oh my god kind of thing that. like oh yeah no it's a, it's the mind fuck extends if they just they want to walk in through my door that's fine but you're going to be paying more than the cash donation
0: afterwards <laughs> i love that yeah yeah for me i'm like i'm super duper open as well for like people i know booking me like maybe ask first like just because that shows me that you have a bit of awareness that this might be weird for some providers which is always which i always appreciate even though i'm not but yeah i've like been booked by like people i've worked with in the past people i went to school with in the past people have booked me um yeah like um acquaintances like friends of friends um that Mm -hmm. maybe i've met once in a group thing and then you know they've kind of looked for a dom and then realized i have done it i've done it and they whatever right they they know me already and feel more comfortable uh and that way or they have seen me perform somewhere like as i said i have a performing background so it's like book yeah book me like if you saw me on stage doing burlesque and yeah. then realized i'm a dominatrix yeah book me that's
1: awesome <laughs> Like, for sure. That's if so we, awesome.
0: If we went to school at one point, and you always had a crush on me, and now you can book me, go right ahead. Get, live your life. Live your fantasy, you know?
1: <laughs> I mean, that almost makes it a little bit more fun, but...
0: I think yeah, it's adorable, I actually. I think it's cool. I'm like, know. yes, I'm the Manic Pixie Dream Girl, whatever. That's what we're here for, is to, like, play out a fantasy, you know? Create a create exactly. a fantasy. So yes. they're just doing that, Exactly. which I don't mind at all. Um, I want to bug you about cuckolding because, uh, mm-hmm. I actually just had the person either before this episode or two episodes before I had someone on that does uh, bull services. So oh. we talked about it a little bit, like from that angle, um, from his angle. Mm-hmm. Um, but can you tell me more about what that would look like for the femdom in like that kind of a trio situation?
1: Um, well, it takes, it's for me personally, it's, has uh, taken two different forms where it's either a couple who books me who wants me to be the bull, which fantastic.
0: Nice. Um,
1: yeah. So it's, you know, so I most like that that's what it is most of the time it's it's a couple and they just they want a dom like another dominant to come in and steal the wife but um which is technically queen. like queen. it is but that like try saying that three times fast like that's no, such no, right. an awkward word like just like <laughs> the way it rolls off the tongue <laughs> It just yes. there's too many vowels in there, and I don't like it. <laughs> um, just an awkward word, but
0: but yes, technically cuck. Oh, I don't, I can't. I know it's um, fine. Cuckolding is fine. But you come in, and you are like doing strap-on play with the wife, while the husband watches or is restrained or whatever. What what is generally the setup there? Um,
1: Sometimes it, it's strap-on play with the wife and sometimes it's, look, I, I can make your wife come better than you can and I don't even have a dick. <laughs> nice. That yeah. kind of thing. It's, um, it's, it's more about, like uh, like, in that particular scenario, it's about kind of making full eye contact with the guy across the room. Is that, you know, like, I don't even have the same plumbing you have, but look how much better she likes me than you right now
0: kind of thing. Have you heard these noises coming out of her mouth? No, you haven't. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All of that. Exactly. Um,
1: and there was, oh, there's a third kind of aspect to that, I guess. Um, I had one session with, uh, goddess Siren Thorn.
0: (gasps) Yes, I love her. She's been on the pod too. Oh, me too.
1: Oh, she's lovely. Um, her and I did a session with a client, and I'm not sure, like, I mean, it, it's a form of cuckolding, I'm sure, I'm not sure what the correct terminology would be, but it was basically, we just, we bound him to the bed, and I paid her over, t- and used him as human furniture, while I paid her. Oh, um, yes. Kind of thing, so it wasn't really stealing her from him per se but it was i don't i feel like there's a there's a term i'm supposed to know here that i don't i um, i don't
0: know specifically either but this is yes it's like i don't know yeah it's this kind of sensual like there's sex happening but it's in this way to either objectify or demean it's like this very intentional use of um, ha- making them be the voyeur or making them yes. interact you know that's all kind of related here yeah
1: yeah exactly um, and then how I originally got started on um, cupholding was actually in a, a previous relationship of mine now like actually the, the guy that introduced me and kind of pushed me towards kink in our personal life and then he really, he honestly, like he was very excited by the idea of having a girlfriend that was an escort. But that wasn't really so much my thing. So the the compromise was I, I would do Dom stuff instead, instead because that was just kind of more my, my comfort zone. I'm um, just, I just don't have really a natural. Submissive piece of DNA in me, like that's just not part of who I am, and it just didn't fit me. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, well, here, here, here's what, here's, here's what I can do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that's a lovely lesson of like how we can kind of meet each other, you know, yes. even if we're like, um, you know, we have two different kinks. It's like, okay, what's the common ground here, and how can we both uh do it in a way that is within our boundaries and feels comfortable and not only that but like it's hot you know what i mean like what's a new way to think about oh, yeah. this or whatever i really love that
1: yeah and and that's like that's exactly where where it got started is he loved the idea the idea of we never actually you know got into the in-person scenarios uh, didn't quite get that far into it at uh, at that point, but, uh, love the idea of having to watch me with other men in particular, mm-hmm. or just like being, and he himself being a very dominant person, like that was like a real, like that was a real thrill for him because he's, I've met him in it too, and he's someone who can even kick my ass so that like it was such a trip when he wanted to give me the power of going and choosing another man in front of him or at least the, the fantasy of that mm-hmm. and um uh so like that's kind of where my interest got sparked by all that like that's that's where i started and and uh since i absolutely do have clients where we we do the little role play scenario where, where I'm pretending to be his girlfriend and we go to some restaurant or whatever else and I just leave with another guy or I pretend to leave with another guy. <laughs> I is is typically what happens. I just like I and then I I fate like I call him from <laughs> from whatever I'm doing with, with the next guy I'd be like, oh he's so much better than you and like, kind of like calling them afterwards to taunt and make fun of them or or have them on a video call kind of thing. Like, even if it's not actually happening, like, really role playing the scenario that, yep, yeah, I really just left right in front of you with, with some other guy or, like, left you right at dinner to go fuck somebody else. And, like, that's a very, very, very common uh, request that I get. And, and it's a lot of fun.
0: let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors, shall we? First of all, ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. Club M4 is celebrating their 14th year anniversary and this is their first anniversary at their new location at 1989 Dundas Street East. Well if you haven't been to their new location There is a DJ dance floor, there are several bars, there is a dungeon, which as everybody knows that's up my alley, and there are loads of beds, I'm talking big, orgy-sized beds, both in the public space and semi-private. So if you haven't been out to Club M4 yet, don't you think their 14th anniversary is the time to go so if this ad got those curiosity juices flowing you can check them out at clubm4.toronto on instagram or head on out to 1989 dundas street east and see what a swingers club made by swingers for swingers is all about I think like that's a really cool point also it's like okay like you're into cuckolding you know but like there are a lot of different ways we can do this like you know maybe you don't totally want the whole thing where you're actually in the room while it's happening like you know you know sometimes like our fantasies in our heads don't completely translate into reality you know, so what are ways we can kind of meet these two in the middle of, like, we can kind of play out the beginning and ending of this scenario, but the middle is kind of still left up to the imagination, and it can still kind of stay in their heads, exactly in that perfect little, you know, role thing that's in their heads. But you can actually play out the beginning and end of, like, getting ready, maybe, and then coming home, or some, you know, stuff like that. It's like just because you're into cuckolding and you've been fantasizing about this doesn't mean you have to do this whole scene at an 11 you know where
1: absolutely yeah. um however for me it was actually it was years. no not years. that's not fair it was probably a full year before i actually realized that yeah. um that so that some things are some fantasies are just that. They are just fantasies. And my the way that I think, I'm a very literal person. Like the idea of a fantasy is not honestly something I'm still very familiar with. If I want to do something, I'm gonna go do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I'm not I'm not much of a if I'm gonna if I'm gonna dream about something, I'm gonna wanna go do it eventually. So it was initially very, very, very tough for me to wrap my head around the fact of talking about a fantasy and never carrying through with it, which Mm -hmm. before, like, which before I knew what cuckolding was and I knew the science and the biology behind it, I found it extremely upsetting, and it made me very, very sad. Oh, interesting. Um, Like, at first. However, um, my partner had really only seen or quote-unquote learned about it from porn, which leaves out so, so much, that cuckolding is a lot of fun when when it's done correctly, but aftercare is so, so important Yes. for, I mean, for for most types of kink, but I, I think especially for cuckolding, it is essential. It, it has to be done. There has to be some sort of a, even if it's not a conversation, a little bit of cuddling or, yep. you know, just, you just know, some grounding I mean,
0: activity but... after.
1: Yes. whatever Something I'm that like... kind of brings you back to reality. And, um, I understand that now. I wish I had understood that when I was initially kind of thrown into it, but the more I learned about it, I, realize that like, yeah actually this is this is fantastic
0: yeah um, when you do it in the way that you want to re- versus the way that you think you need to
1: it wasn't so much about trying to fill certain expectations as understanding uh for my like that it's just a fantasy or that's where it can stop and start as it's just a fantasy yeah. um yeah
0: yeah yeah, no, I think that's really valuable um, to learn and to find out, um, because very, yes. that's not something that you would know right away. You know, like, who talks about that? Who, you know, where do we hear that in, like, like anywhere we and see kink done?
1: Outside of, um, like, sessions, I don't think it's a discussion that comes up very often. And... I think more people would enjoy the fantasy of cuckolding like, if the proper communication was in place, like to do with your partner that's, um, I don't think it's something that, now again, this is my personal belief. I'm sure there are all kinds of holes that could be involved in this, sure. but, um, I don't, personally don't think it's something that should be done for new couples, yeah. like until you've kind of, under established like a real like a, a deep connection because it's only once you've established a deep connection that, that you can fuck with that connection in a way that isn't hurtful to the person you love
0: definitely
1: um, it's uh it's it's not and i and i get i get it that the idea that it's very fun but it's um it's different To do it as just a regular fantasy um and it's different to do it with your partner like somebody you care about like those are kind of two different things unto themselves 100 percent
0: yeah i think that's the main learning curve for me was like i had like becoming a pro doing pro sessions was like seeing how different some of these kink activities looked from the way I practice them with partners versus the way I practice them with um, clients as a practitioner. It's like... So different. So different, yeah.
1: So, so different.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, um, this, like, thing that we're talking about, about, like, you know, a kink can just stay in dirty talk land. It can just stay in JOI territory you know what I mean and it's still a perfectly valid kink it's I think maybe the first time I really saw that with a client was like somebody ordered a custom I used to um, have like an undercut and I used to shave my undercut once a month right so I had a haircutting person who had a haircutting fetish so he would buy videos of me like trimming my shaving my undercut right and he had ordered a few and um at one point I did a check-in and I was like because he didn't say too much feedback wise like other than he ordered Mm -hmm. it again and so I was like great he must have liked it but one time I checked in and I and I was like what was your favorite part of that video just to better inform me of like what to you know concentrate more on and he actually said oh actually the the part at the beginning, like the just the couple minutes at the beginning where you're talking about what you're going to do, and you're showing the, the trimmers, and really? you know, and you're kind of like rubbing your head. Like, not the actual haircutting part. That wasn't his favorite part.
1: <laughs> so it, was, it was the build-up.
0: Yeah, it was the build-up and the words I used to, like, talk. It was so funny. I was like, Ooh. whoa, not not the answer I expected. <laughs> At all, kind of an education, you know.
1: Well, different strokes for different folks.
0: There you have it, and wh- why it's always good to ask, um, like, absolutely. Especially, you know, as a pro, I'm like, I'm very sure. If somebody, you know, for me, they like fill out a form, and then when they get there in person, we talk about it a bit, right? But like, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are a lot of DOMs who, you know, just see it written, and it's like you know, foot fetish, and they just are like, okay, we're doing a foot fetish session, and then they just start, and it's like, whoa, foot fetish can look 900 different ways, like, literally, yeah, uh, so um, what are we doing here, you know? <laughs> I have heard that complaint from a lot of different
1: clients, is that um, they will show up to see a pro-dom, yeah, that, you know, like, um, I'm not the I do tend to get a lot of first timers but the ones that aren't they're like well i've seen different dons this and that and i really didn't have a great experience yeah and i would ask them why because i i wanted to make sure i wasn't doing whatever made made it a negative session for them in previous times yeah and i was kind of astonished to hear that uh that, that that's how some doms do things i mean to, to eat your own if it works for you if that's what makes you happy do you boo boo but <laughs> um like kind of took me a while to process that Yeah, you just you show up she's in charge the entire time you get no say in anything which if that's your thing do you boo boo but it's that's that's not for everyone and foot and again as as you said earlier foot fetish can go in 900 different directions and that number might not even be too far off the mark is the funny thing yeah um like there are people that only like souls there are people that only like the toes there are people that want to eat the dead skin off your heels there yeah. Are, yeah
0: yeah those exist yeah they're um, out there Boots, there... socks, fishnets, yes. tights, barefoot, smelly feet, manicured feet.
1: There's, there's some that want to see, like, one what, what of my more, my most interesting foot sessions was the guy just wanted me to step on a bunch of food and then make him eat it. Yeah. Ooh. That, like, he wanted like, want to see my feet, my feet, like, squish a lot of different things
0: cakes and fruits and- yes oh i had a person that that was their main kink as well we did a performance once at um what's it called the venue on jarvis yeah it could be like incorporate because it can um, intersect with or, all these oh-hoys. other kinks no at um uh it was like this big kind of clubby event and they had fetish performances up on the stage I saw that's Weezer cool. there when I was like 15. <laughs> what? It's a no. music venue. That's, oh my god! It's an event space, but like, I saw the blue the Weezer Weezer perform the Blue album um, in that venue. But I always oh, fucking jealous. forget the name. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, that's so cool! <laughs> oh my god!
0: It's a fucking good album. But yeah, I was like, no, it's no, what I tend to do uh, with foot. Um, Foot clients, because I feel like that footage, that footage, oh my god! You just, you just,
1: oh my god! Don't copyright that! Don't copyright that now! That to Write that down. Marketing 101.
0: God damn. I feel like foot fetish in particular is like, can be so varied, so like, I'll ask a question in negotiation beforehand, you know, like, do you want them in your mouth? Maybe you don't, like, um, maybe, you you know, like, uh, get really specific with it, and if sometimes they don't have the language to really, or maybe they haven't given it much thought, and like, thinking about it, they're like, shy." shy, yeah, any of these reasons, so what I like to do is, like, um, we do a little bit of like very mild, moderate stuff because I'm not 100% sure how, you know, what they want, but in mm-hmm. the scene I'll be like, okay, I'm going to put on a timer for one minute, and mm-hmm. because you've done such a good job so far um, you know, if they're one of the good if they like, good girl, good boy, good Abby, um, I'm like, you've done such a good job, I'm going to put on the timer for one minute and You be completely selfish with my feet. Do whatever you want for one whole minute, you lucky bitch. You know, I love that. I love that. And then I tend to learn a lot about what they want, you know, in that one minute. I'm like, oh, you're going for a massage. Okay. like I was trying to, you know, I was thinking I'd be like trying to put my full whole foot in your mouth like I'd be trying to gag you like blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And you're going for this like cute little massage, and you you're more like smelling them or holding them against your face, kind of while you're doing it. Totally, mm-hmm. you know. I I was just like, mm-hmm. I I feel like I should maybe do that little exercise with a lot of different kinks. You'd probably learn a lot, you know.
1: That is a fantastic idea. That that's amazing. I love. I'm. If you don't mind, I'm going
0: Go Yeah, it, and I, like, frame it as a reward, you know what I mean? Like, we do a bit, and Absolutely. then, so that it's, you know, I'm not super comfortable, like, doing, like, really handing over at much control in a scene. I want to keep the Same. power dynamic very clear, right? But that's a yes. way that I can let them kind of have free reign, but for this very short amount of time, and also yeah that I'm directing that it's happening so like that's a way that I feel comfortable as well
1: it's not even really giving them free reign it's more about okay act act how you would in your natural habitat and I'm gonna sit here and observe yeah yeah I'm gonna voyeur for a second
0: (laughs) yeah yeah give me a glimpse glimpse behind the curtain here let's see yes (laughs) yeah Ooh, I I just bought up a new pair of boots. They're going to get here next Tuesday. I'm so fucking (gasps) excited. Mm.
1: Pictures, pictures. Baby.
0: They're like... I have to wear kind of platformy heels because I don't like a lot of incline on my feet because my feet are Mm kind of... I used to dance and I kind of fucked up my feet a little bit, but they go really high, like all the way up to the thigh. And I'm like, nice. Fuck yeah. 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 Yes. But like big, thick heel. No, none of this. uh, I can't, I could never in a pleaser. I could sit in a pleaser, but see, I'm the opposite. Like with, are you
1: like, I'm yeah. I'm like, I can't. You- you don't ever want to see me try to walk in ch- like, heels? I can- I can own that shit, but, um, like, anything with a chunky heel, like, I'm- I'm going to fall flat on my face, and it has happened. I just- I- I don't know how that works. It's, That's um- funny. I'm
0: the other way, 100%. Ugh.
1: Cannot be done. Safely.
0: <laughs> in those big Spice Girl platforms. <laughs>
1: no way and the up thing is i used to wear those spice Girl platforms to soccer
0: oh my when God. i was
1: a child when i was a child because like i was when i was younger <laughs> i was i was super self-conscious about my height because i'm only five foot two and um and, you know those those shoes made me feel big yeah and oh boy could i boot a soccer ball well across the field <laughs> In those puppies <laughs> yeah i couldn't run or shit but boy could i hoof somebody
0: oh my god and that, I,
1: the somebody being the soccer ball not not people at that
0: point in time but, <laughs> not those kind of um, balls yeah <laughs> not those kind of balls yet
1: yeah i was dead i was clearly destined for that path <laughs> clearly i you, you know but i just wasn't all the way there at that point
0: yeah oh, that is a funny glimpse Um, I didn't realize you're 5'2", so I'm 5'3", but just barely. Yay! Um, Do you, and and from me looking at your pictures, I would not assume that you were at that height. Nobody does. Because, you know, we (laughs) we angle our, our, you know, phones and and we photograph long, perhaps, because we know how to work our angles and stuff, right? But do people ever, are people ever surprised by that or, like, put off? Oh, yes. Yeah?
1: Um put off no Good. um thankfully um Good. which i honestly i was expecting somebody to say something about it at some point, and then people just show up and like oh you're so much smaller than i thought you'd be
0: yeah same
1: and i have to take a deep breath and be like <sighs> i'm not small i'm not small <laughs> like i have to like have that whole talk with myself inside my head and be like they didn't mean anything bad about
0: didn't
1: that right. Yeah. Cause I because I, I I mean I don't so much anymore, but I used to have a real complex about my height until like until I got good at fighting, then I did I stopped caring. But mm-hmm. um but no, I have a lot of people be like, Oh, like how tall are you? Just curious and I'm like, Yeah, I'm about as small as an adult human being can get, actually, so <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people seem surprised by that or until they see me stand next to someone else like if you saw like a picture of me and my team like you'd laugh your fucking ass off yeah like everyone's like three like three or four heads taller than me and then there's then there's little little sweaty me. like they have to they have to shove me to the very front of the picture so people can see me
0: front center baby and
1: um yeah (laughs) i mean yeah
0: yeah it's interesting isn't it um how this relates to um like dominance right and i think a lot of people when they think of femdoms they think we are physically bigger because they associate you know men with dominance right bigger people with dominance and <laughs> mean, meanwhile, it's nothing, you know, they're completely unrelated. But, like, that's, you know, that's our little misogynist brains thinking that women yeah. are meek little things that are, you know, tiny little stature and couldn't possibly boss you around or kick your fucking balls with a Spice Girls heel. <laughs> well, I mean, which is
1: hilarious because I learned as... Like once I got good at fighting is that the little ones are shittier to fight than the big ones. Cause the big one, you can wear them out quick. Yes. But the little ones will attach to you and they don't let go. And they can just, they can just hang out there all day until you're bored of their shit. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, they're a much more difficult athlete.
0: To, to get a leg up. I love um, that. I'm a basketball player. Um, and I'm a big, big basketball fan as well. And my favorites, um, well, I like the Giants too. I like my Giant centers. But I really, really appreciate um, the smaller point guards that are just so crafty and sneaky and pesky. You know, I love that. And I definitely associate that with like, you have to be, you know, like you have to be smarter almost you know yeah. what I mean um, so when you think of like skill set it's like oh those are the guys you know versus someone who's just like like what happens a lot in uh, when pe- when uh, super tall giants get drafted in the NBA like a lot of them don't even know how to play basketball yet you know or Is and some of them never yeah. really learn hence Bruno and the Raptors with like a record wingspan Um, he never learned how to play basketball.
1: um, (laughs) For what very little I do know about basketball, I have kind of observed that is that these, these like limbering giants that, you know, I, I can see why they're there. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's all, and again, the same, I think this applies to probably any sport. Yeah. is that the bigger you are the heart, the less the less you feel like you have to work
0: because of your physical stature. Oh, are you making and like a dick a big dick thing because yes.
1: I actually I actually wasn't, but that applies. But yes. That totally works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that 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 actually is very
1: I think frighteningly that, fitting. fitting. I think very true. <laughs> oh, uh, 100%. Absolutely. But like if you're small, you like you like you already know you're not bigger than them, you already know you're not stronger, so what's left? Yep. Your big fat green. Yep. So um, I I could totally see that in basketball, whereas uh, there's a lot of different again, for what little fucking I know about basketball. I love <laughs> to watch it, I just don't I just don't quite understand all the mechanics and
0: Yeah. But you know a lot about man- sports maneuvers.
1: A decent amount.
0: Yeah. And that like, and that definitely applies. Yeah. I, um, I love to hear about pocket-sized doms. They're some of my favorites. Goddess Freya just, uh, came on on the, on the, uh, ritual chamber. Freya is about five feet. One of my absolute faves in, in Toronto is Lady Delphine, um, from Studio Ludus. Um, oh, she's beautiful. I, I've never met her. She's, she's... uh, your height or a bit shorter. She might be closer to five, five feet. She's a wee oh. little thing. Oh, oh I, my goodness! Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Isn't it funny Hello? how, like, even us, we don't we look at you know each other's twitters and stuff, and still, I don't know. Do we kind of make that assumption that they're five, 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 six at least?
1: That honest. That wasn't was, that interesting. Um, my
0: that was my foolish assumption. Is
1: that, but it's more of the way that. It's a posture. It's how Lady Delphine presents herself. Yes. It's that, like, it's, uh, she is so proper and her, her posture is always just so, like, like, so, like, on point. And it's more of the way she carries herself and the yes. energy that she presents that makes me think she's probably, yeah, I would have guessed five, somewhere from five, five to five seven. Yep. If, if someone had asked me my
0: your guest. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> do you think that um when you're do- in your dominance like, you know, I don't know, whatever kink that pops into your head that you happen to be facilitating, do you ever find that your stature is an asset? Like, oh, I wouldn't be able to do this if I was, you know, a lot taller.
1: No. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I
0: mean, honest answer. Uh,
1: oh my God. That's that, that's all I got for that. I'm sorry.
0: No my. name. Anything
1: bigger, people? I can do better than them. That like that uh, uh, Annie
0: song? Oh yes, Annie, get your gun, baby. Yeah, oh, Annie Oakley. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I would say, one one time that I l- really lean into this, and I only do it, I think, specifically when I've got like a person that is significantly has a bigger stature than a, I do in the dungeon. Mm-hmm. I really like to lean into the fact of like i'm this much smaller than you and yet you're completely helpless right now like oh wow Mm -hmm. big big tall man big strong man this little wee femme you know yeah who right now like one of my hands isn't really working very well so like a little wee femme with one hand (laughs) as you completely incapacitated You know, and just kind of (laughs) really lean into that, like, oh, I'm just a stupid little
1: girl. (laughs) Okay, minus minus the stupid, but...
0: But the emasculation of it all, you know? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) That's the one time that I'm really, like, little old me.
1: (laughs) My counter to that, when anyone tries to take a crack at my height, is more like, well, if I... If I decide to put you on your ass, height doesn't matter on the ground.
0: So oh, is that yeah. what you want? Like, <laughs> if that's
1: what you want, keep talking, big boy. Keep talking.
0: That's a great so. point. That's, I mean, that's something I naturally do when I like, I have a tall person that's interested in pegging and I'm like, into hmm. the swing you go, because when we're you're lying down, <laughs> doesn't matter how <what laughs> tall you are. <laughs> I adjust the swing to my height and that's that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Very similar, yep. <laughs> love it, love it, it's it, nice love to have it. these little like you know, adjustments, accessibility adjustments that so you can make around the dungeon. You know what I mean? Like
1: I, I still I have to get better at using utilizing all the tools. I'm still uh I'm still learning about tools. Like so, Goddess Siren Thorne has taught me what little I like, do you know about it, but uh I'm still
0: Learning about all
1: the fascinating, kinky, weird furniture and toys mm-hmm. and torture devices. And, uh, be damned if I knew they were adjustable. Holy shit. Right. That's fantastic news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's like one of my favorite um, reasons to that I like doing a duo. Because I'm like, even in, if we work in the same space and we're all using the same stuff... I'm like, oh, you use that like that? Oh my god! Like i never thought of that. Um, you know what I mean? Like just the way they navigate cool. the space. I'm like, oh, that's what that's for.
1: <laughs> oh, see, that would be that would be so neat. Where you get to be in a, a like a group of other doms and you get to like kind of sh- yeah. share and feed off that energy and see how other others use different tools. I oh, the dream. yeah so fun amazing yeah
0: yeah i love just like two different two brains in a room you know two brains in a room and what like just bouncing off each other is like one of the funnest things absolutely
1: Absolutely. i want to
0: um direct people to siren thorns episode of the podcast It's episode 279 if you're interested i've given her a little shout out here so why not tell our listeners her episode Okay, we're almost, oh my god, we're almost done, vaccine. Oh uh, my goodness. Are you able to, um, oh, before we get to the plugs, actually, uh, I want to ask you if you had any, you know, closing words or closing thoughts, maybe for someone who's been listening and they, you know, are interested in booking you. Is there anything, closing thing you want to say to those people?
1: Uh, I'm probably not bringing this up in the most eloquent manner, but um, a question that I get asked a lot is why I go, like, why I use the title of kinkster instead of Dom or Dominatrix. Oh, good. Yeah, good question. um, Is yeah, that that comes up for me a lot, and it's not like I mean I do talk to everybody on an individual basis, but I guess this this is a kind of a perfect opportunity to clear the air on that. I use that, that term, or I try to avoid myself using the term, uh, dominatrix or dom, because I just, and I don't know how, why, why this was, but whatever. I tend, I get a lot of first timers, a lot of first timers. Yeah. Um, because I, I post my ads in both the cape, like the fetish section and the escort section, uh, just for for, for cross marketing, and the term dominatrix is intimidating to some. Like, can be intimidating to people who have never tangled with that particular niche or fetish. Totally. So I try. So I try to market mm. myself as more of a kinky companion. Under no circumstance am I a switch, uh, which has been a misconception. Mm -hmm. And I can see why people would maybe get that out of my marketing or maybe think that's what I'm hinting at. It's not, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that while then, you know, our sexual adventures can take a lot of different routes, um, on our date, Mm -hmm. I, I use the term kinkster simply to make it less intimidating to those who are interested in kink and have never tried it before. And I do find, I, since I started using that term, or I started avoiding the term of Dom or Dominatrix, mm-hmm. um, my inbox got busier. Okay. Hey. So, uh, yeah, so it, it worked for me, so I stuck with it, simply to come across as slightly less intimidating. Like, you know, I'm someone you can, like, yes, I am steering our, our date here, but... I am someone you can talk to more. I want you to be able to think, understand that you can interact with me. We can have a conversation. I'm not just going to tell you, sit down, shut up, and what I say goes. I mean, it does, but after we have our intimate little chat and we have dinner and, and all this and that, um, yeah, just to
0: clarify, I love that. Thank you for clarifying. And before we let you go, Maxine, let us know where people can find and follow you and book you. Uh, you
1: can, you can book me through
0: my website.
1: Just, just, just got it done. Finally. Yay. Yay. Uh, miss Maxine Um, if you're interested in an appointment, you can fill out the book now form. Um, if you'd like to follow my content. My dirty, naughty, secretive content on OnlyFans. The username is the same Miss Maxine Stryker. Or if you're just a curious, lurking pervert who isn't quite ready to commit to either of those things yet, you can follow all my dalliances and weird adventures on Twitter at
0: Maxine Stryker love it um your website looks fabulous I'm looking at it on my phone right now thank Fuck, you. yes damn thank you Okay, go check it out, everybody. Uh, For me, okay, let's see. At the Lady 1 on Twitter, that's where I'm the most active. But if you must go over to Instagram, then I'm at the Lady Pim 1 or at the Bed Post Podcast. We have a Patreon, everybody. It's the Bed Post Show. And we have a YouTube channel, everybody. It is also the Bed Post Show. And then I don't like to go an episode without shouting out the lady that does all the original music for the podcast. She is Stephanie Copeland. And you can find out more of her and her work at stephcopelandmusic.com. Miss Maxine Stryker, this has been absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you for having me absolute pleasure hope you enjoyed this one everybody we'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest right here in the studio talking about sex and sexuality on the bedpost podcast get fucked everybody good uh, bye <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network sonar